Good morning. Happy 2024. It's a real joy for me this morning to be able to introduce to you our guest preacher for today, Omar Palafox. There he is right there coming up. Uh, he scared me early service, snuck up behind me and scared me. I'm ready for him this time. Um, Omar is from New, uh, from New Mexico, from the Mexico, I should say, and uh, was a church planner there for many years in Guadalajara. Then he had a season in Lubbock where, as I mentioned earlier, he developed, in my opinion, some unhealthy college sports attachments in Lubbock. Uh, and then we've received him here at ACU where I get to work with this man and, uh, and see him in all his glory, do his thing. His family, uh, his wife Tana, Emma, and his son Micah are part of the Highland family here. And uh, what impresses me so much about Omar is his passion for Hispanic theological education and, uh, and leading change. He's an influencer in the Latino theological world, and we're really blessed to hear the word of the Lord from Omar this morning. So if you're able now, I invite you to stand for the reading of the word. This morning I'll be reading from Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around you and see, they all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you the young camels of Midian and Ephah and those from Shiva shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news. The praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Good morning. I hope that you are doing well today. It's a privilege for me to share uh, my heart this morning uh, with you. Uh, like Chris mentioned, I, I, I am Mexican-born. I grew up in Guadalajara, 
Mexico, and um, it's been interesting after Christmas, you know, we always go back and forth and different things that we do for Christmas and New Year's, and in the States, you know, you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, so by the time we get to this epiphany time, uh, it's always not very common for, for a lot of us to, to practice, but I grew up in Mexico where we kind of celebrate the epiphany. Uh, January the 6th is not just a political day like here recently, uh, it, it's actually a day that we come together, right, and we eat like this big donut, like a bread, uh, that has like fruit and decorations, and eventually everybody sits on the table, and we come together as, as a family or as a community, uh, and we're trying to piece <clears throat> a part of that, however you want to cut it, uh, you just get the knife, and it's your turn to choose the, the piece of the bread that you want to cut, uh, and eventually what you're trying to avoid is this little plastic individual here, uh, which happens to be Jesus. Um, this is like a weird Jesus, probably the weirdest one you might see ever. Uh, but they're just little tiny plastic to uh, toys like this. And whoever gets this, right, yeah, you get to do another party, another reunion later down the road uh, where we have tamales. So that's the big thing. Uh, so it's, it's part of our culture that we do this in, in Hispanic culture, uh, especially I think in Spain they do it. So like Christmas, it's not as big. Gifts are actually given on this day. Kids get all open presents and all that. Uh, so I think it's a good practice, and if you ever had that bread, you, you should try it. It's a little orange flavor. Uh, some of the fruit on top is like fruit roll-ups kind of flavoring. Um, you know, like even like conchas and stuff, it's the same idea. But uh, I think with that in mind, I knew I was going to share today. Uh, and actually, we went to Lubbock on Friday, and some of our friends had some bread, because uh, there's a better bakery in Lubbock than Abilene for that. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you end up having this family time together uh, that I was thinking, I need to share that. Uh, with Highland on, on Sunday. Um, for some reason, I think uh, this being my second time to speak is going to be easier than the first time. Uh, you know, piloting is, is good. Uh, but I feel that, can you imagine these three, maybe, wise men, kings, Magi, however you want to call them, describe them, traveling for uh, many, many miles? So uh, since, you know, like when you go to the mall, they have a Santa Claus, and you take a picture with Santa Claus, or you go to uh, Eastern, there's a bunny there, whatever. <laughs> uh, this time in Mexico, or Latin America, they actually have the, the three different kings, because there's three, three different gifts, right? Uh, so then there's three people representing Africa, Asia, Europe, uh, and you have them all different skin color, then you have the different animals, like a horse, a camel, an elephant. So it's kind of good memory to just kind of see that. Uh, little kids taking pictures with the animals or the, or the people dressed up as, as these beautiful kings or, or my guy. But regardless of what image you might think of them, as you can see them on the nativity scenes, uh, first of all, they came to Jesus later in Jesus' life. They were not there when he was a baby, according to Matthew. So he's already at home, some kind of home. Uh, he's already a child, or maybe he's conscience. He can see these things. He can remember these things. And these men, whoever, how many they were, two, three, maybe more, uh, they're bringing these gifts, these amazing gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, like representing all this royalty, all this divinity, all this humanity of Christ. And, and you can see this moment that as they travel and they journey, they're really lost for a long time. You know, they don't know how to find Jesus. They don't know how to get to Jesus until they find that shining star, the Bethlehem star. And I think just to see the weirdness of that is what attracts me to the story because it really enriches the narrative of Jesus in our lives. First of all, a child. 
a king, and he's visited by all these nations, all these people. So today I wanted us to be guided by the light of God as we begin 2024, right? A lot of us are going to start thinking about losing weight or paying some debt, or I don't know what you're going to be doing this beginning of the year, but you're going to start a pilgrimage. You're going to start a new beginning. I think coming to the Magi and to see what they did can help us begin to think, how can we approach Jesus better this year? What are you willing to travel for in order to be with him? What kind of gifts are you willing to give to give honor to him? And especially when they actually got to see Jesus, they worshiped him. It was nothing else but that moment of joy, that connection with God that is so amazing in the story. You know, uh, this might sound a little weird to ask sometimes, especially when you grow up being a biblicist. Uh, we tend to think scripture is so important, but to find God's presence outside of the text and him guiding them. I could ask you, where do you see God's signs of goodness, power around you? A lot of times it's in places that you don't expect. Maybe there is a thing about nature that you find God. Maybe there is an encounter with other people when you met somebody else and you found God. Maybe specific circumstances that will allow you to find God. This moment, I think, gives us that the signs that God created were unexpected by people that were unexpected, probably spoke a language different, they looked different, but they all came to give honor to Christ. The king about the sacrificing of these kings is so amazing to me. They travel, you know, like if you look at my Mexican story, you know, and camels and elephants and horses, you know, I just imagine this big group of people moving along, uh, maybe like Lord of the Rings, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and they're coming along, you know, stinky, dirty, uh, but they have these precious gifts, and they're going to bring this to Jesus. And they go find, you know, Herod, the king uh, of that area, and, and they're asking him, hey, you know, this great thing is happening, and we're looking for it, and we just have been trying to turn every stone and, and trying to ask anybody about directions. Can you give us any directions? And, and he doesn't know. And he just asks, hey, if you can tell me later, that would help me, because he wanted to kill Jesus. Right? It's a threat for him. It, interestingly enough, I don't know how much of this gives this awesome, amazing thing that gold and other stuff was given to Jesus. Eventually, I'm sure that financed some of his trip to Egypt to be able to escape from this moment. As we read in Scripture, as we go through all these things, I guarantee you that 2024 is not going to be easy for some of us. And maybe 2023 was already that for you. My year ended a lot darker than I thought it was going to end. <laughs> and that's the connection in the story with Isaiah, uh, the prophesying of this darkness taking over the world, covering the earth. But then this little shiny star, this little shining light, the beams hope, and, and faraway people from different languages and nations are able to see it. Wow, it's way over there. And you know, some people might think it's not actually a star that they followed. It was just that concept of a bright place of hope. They didn't find that hope in Herod. 
They didn't bring him all those gifts. They were using him as another means to discern how to find Jesus. What are you using to discern that? Are you really willing to sacrifice a lot of things that we have in our lives, like our agendas, our interests, our ambitions, our wallets, our time? What are we willing to do in order to actually get to that Jesus worshiping perfect time? Because you know, this time for Christmas, uh, we were able to fly to Vegas. Uh, my family lives in the state of Nevada. So we gather in this little tiny town called Wendover, north of Vegas, if you know anything about the, the state. Uh, so we had to drive from Vegas to Wendover, about six hours north, and it's like totally empty. There's nothing between Vegas and Wendover. I mean, it's like, I think it's a stretch of 130 miles without a gas station or anything or any human being, I guess. Uh, there's like horses and animals and stuff like that. We left Vegas, it was getting dark. It was getting really dark. Once you leave Vegas, all the lights, there's nothing. And I rented this car, you know, like a uh, super high-tech vehicle. Uh, it, it had like a seat warmer in there, the steering wheel warm too. And it had all these devices that told me that I need to take brakes often because I was driving, you know, a little maniac, I guess. Uh, it wants to keep you straight. It has power control. All these things telling you, right? Well, I didn't know that the power for the lights were not on. I just figured it was automatic. Uh, but I had to turn it on. So when I turned it on, it actually made it so that if I was driving along, in the darkness, the beams would be just high beams. And automatically, something was coming with light, they would just turn to lower, to lower beams, right? Uh, but it was so, so nice. I almost thought of turning it off completely just to see how you would feel to drive like that. But I think it'd not be safe uh, to do that because of the darkness around, right? I mean, we understand this. Uh, if you've ever been to, like, the Carlsbad uh, New Mexico caverns, right? They turn the light off. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. So darkness... But then that one light, the one star, the Bethlehem star, whether it's a real star or not, he points to the right place. He didn't point to the Jewish nation, didn't point to Jerusalem, didn't point to anybody else like Mary or other things like angels and other things happening. He pointed to Jesus. So I think that's what I'm trying to encourage us today. You need to point 2024 to Jesus so you can worship him alone. A few things that we can learn from the Magi. Number one is persistence. They tirelessly follow the star for months or years, likely facing ridicule and uncertainty. Desperation to understand the significance of the sign compel them to move forward. When we see God's purpose and truth, obstacles will arise and we need to keep going. You know, gyms have a lot of memberships the first months of the year. They really dwindle at the end. <laughs> Courageous faith. These men showed faith that it was decisive. Regardless of others like Herod, they continued to believe and know exactly what they had to do. They ventured from afar from home into unfamiliar terrain, demanding deep faith. So what are some of the things that you could do this year that are going to move you to the uncomfortable place so that you can get deeper on your faith? They had careful discernment. They were able to see and understand and bypass maybe the astronomy class and see Jesus. To bypass the politics and see Jesus. 
to, to bypass a lot of things and be able to see Jesus, that careful discernment. What do we need to do this year in order to make those discernments better? The best thing is they found joy in worship. Can you imagine that? Despite the immense distractions and exhaustion, they pause with Jesus and they worship him. A time that they lifted up their voices and I don't know if they sang or they were just listening to some word of, uh, of the Torah, but it was just this soul deep longing to be in front of Jesus. You know, as a missionary for a lot of times, you know, we planted churches throughout all the cartels in Mexico and <laughs> we did all kinds of stuff, Latin America and Venezuela, Colombia. Very few times we are trained to see Jesus. We're trained so much about church. We're trained so much about all these other things, administration and taking care of things and visas and documents and that we need to focus on Jesus. And as we came uh, to this end for today, I, I think I just wanted us to, to see that the quest of the Magi, besides being a nice piece of bread that you can eat once in a while, you know, and uh, with family and trying to avoid this. But you think my family got two or three of this this year? So uh, <laughs> I think my daughter Emma uh, collected a few of these over the last 10, 15 years of our lives. We have this little container of all these little Jesuses in there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if you go to some of these real fancy bakeries in Mexico, I think, uh, you have like porcelain, like they're porcelain dolls or little uh, objects that you can find in the bread, and they're collectible. Uh, so the years, you can have like a whole nativity scene built uh, of that. Uh, you have to be careful, though, because you might choke. <laughs> this one. So yeah, yeah, and like in Mexico, they put the, the, the person, the plastic thing, without you even knowing where it is. Here, they give it to you in a little baggie. You can sue them, I guess, if you choked on this. <laughs> because they're liars. But that's the reason of the epiphany. That is the reason Jesus is finding Jesus. Where is Jesus? In the midst of traveling and struggles and fighting, bringing the best of us, all these gifts, maybe this talents or this agenda, so this time to be with God. And how do we bring that so that we can be in that intimate space of worship, which we had earlier, thank you for that. How do we do that this year, 2024? The story inspires us to seek the presence of Christ in our lives, even on the mundane, even on the everyday stuff, in Walmart, in the grocery store line, when you're driving through traffic, when you're having to get up in the morning to go to work. Where do we find Jesus? What do we bring to him so that we can worship him? Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you so much for the love you give us. Thank you for walking along with us in all this journey, all this pilgrimage that sometimes is more than just a year. It's a lifetime. And a lot of times, I'm lost. And I thank you that you're able to give us a light to look for, to find hope and direction in everything that we're doing. My prayer this morning is that you can bless Highland, that you can bless the church and everyone here as we move forward together collectively, but also as we move individually. And for us to make goals, to make plans, to make some arrangements for this year, but that all these things can bring us together with you so that we can worship you.
Thank you for sacrificing yourself on the cross. Thank you for giving us hope and know that even the darkest moments, we can find light. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Join me in thanking Omar, please. Thank you. Um, aren't you glad that they're part of the Highland family? And would any of you like to vote to have Omar preach more often? He preached half as long as Shane. <laughs> they gave me 23 minutes, so. Yeah, but 20. you only took 15. I took 15. You took 15. That was great. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, stand if you would, please. And I'm going to grab my phone because I wrote down exactly what I wanted to say. Um, here is the blessing for us to leave with today. I think for me personally, and I think I heard it in, in your message, it was a theme throughout the songs, but the, I think the word that's really gonna resonate with me in 2024 is the word peace. And so that's, that's my prayer over you, that you find a new level of peace in Jesus this year. So may the Lord's presence be in every day of your new year. May the Lord's peace calm all of your storms. May the Lord's power fill you with courage to be Jesus to a world that desperately needs to know him. Happy New Year and go in peace. Thank you. Thank you.